Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Morgan, starter and one of the owners of the mother-daughter party and home goods store, Pink Antlers. It started as an Etsy shop where Morgan sold custom party banners and cake and cupcake toppers from her apartment in Connecticut while she was working for a nonprofit. Morgan moved back to Kansas in 2013, where at the time Claire, her youngest sister, was still in college and Erica, her oldest sister, was living in Kansas City. They're from a small town in Northeast Kansas where their parents still live. When Morgan moved to KC, she got a job at Nell Hills to get some retail experience. Her first retail experience knowing one day she may wanna open her own shop, but only worked there for a few months. Then she applied and took a job as a preschool teacher while continuing to run her Etsy shop. Morgan continued teaching and creating for her Etsy shop and saving money. In 2015, she was able to go part-time at school and really start business planning. And then in 2016, she was able to quit and got her first lease at Park Place in May and opened Pink Antlers in August. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. So I am a big fan of Pink Antlers. I love all of the seasonal stuff you guys get. So what was your initial interest in being in the retail industry and party supplies? It really came from a love of paper and party supplies growing up. And when I had my Etsy shop, I just loved creating party goods for people, but I always felt like I wanted to do more as far as like round out their party. I could do the banners, but I was like, I want the cute matching plates or the other things that I couldn't make. Um, And so I just really wanted to focus on being able to just collect and curate all the things that I loved in one place and be able to sell it. Yeah. So has owning your own business always been the goal or was that something as you got more and more experience, you decided that was sort of the direction your career was going? I think so. I think that I knew if I wanted to do it, then I wanted to do it on my own versus working for someone else. I think, you know, my little stint at Nell Hills, I loved it, but it like, it wasn't quite zoned in on exactly what I really was passionate about. And so I didn't last there very long, but I, I loved the experience and I loved being exposed to the retail world because I had never worked in retail before. And So I was like, I better know a little bit of what I'm doing or what it's like. Um, But I, I knew that if I was going to do it, then I wanted to to do it for myself. My mom always wanted to own a business in our small town and she wanted to do home items. And so she kind of had that little passion as well to do that, um, to source things and to curate things that she loved. And so I think that I I think there was a part of me that always knew I wanted to own my own business, not necessarily like when I went to college or right out of college, but 
as time went on, it was definitely something that I knew I wanted to do. You mentioned your mom wanted to own a store as well. So was the idea for Pink Antlers to always be a family operation with your sisters and your mom being included? It actually wasn't. I kind of started it as wanting to really do the party stuff. And I was doing the Etsy party items. And so I thought party supplies and really honing in on that is what I would want to do. But then as I started buying and I started finding things, my mom started getting more interested. And so she was like, oh, what if you carried some of this or carried some of that? And so it just kind of did evolve into more things that we all were interested in. And I, when we, I opened Pink Antlers, I really thought I was going to do it by myself. It wasn't, there wasn't a plan for it to be a family business. Obviously I knew my family would be involved. We're a close family. We all lived near each other and I knew I would need help. And they jumped right in and started helping me and pricing items and coming in. Claire actually graduated then, and she got a teaching job as well. She would come in right after school and help me at the shop. And as we were getting closer and closer to opening in August, I was like, there's no way I can do this by myself. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I can't be the only one there and no plans for other employees. And so it, everyone was helping, but then once we opened, it truly became a family business. When Claire quit her job to also work at the shop full time, my mom was in town all the time. Um, and Erica was helping out as well. So it kind of just, also evolved into a family business. A lot of evolution happening (laughs) with our product and kind of our business structure. My dad's family owns a business. And so he's always worked in the family business. So family business is kind of in our blood, but it's always been the men in our family that did it and kind of in the more industrial world. And so we, you know, love the idea of doing something that we were passionate about. Yeah, that's so great. I, I'm really, really close to my sister. And so I, she's actually also a teacher. She does not live in Kansas city though, but having a sister, I know what it's like to love your sister. And I know what it's like to not get along with your sister. So (laughs) do you guys find yourself having some difference in opinion and the merchandise you're buying or, you know, how is it really working with your family, the people you're closest to? It's, there's not really a break. You don't really get away from your family that often. Yeah, I was just thinking about that tonight. I, Claire and I, we work out together in the morning, then we go home, you know, shower, get ready for the day. We see each other at work. We, when my parents are in town, we go to dinner all the time. So we are really together all the time. And we're almost six years in now. And I think that we have figured it out. We're in a, we work together a lot better now than what we did in some of the early years. And I think it was just like going pains of not really having a clear direction of where we wanted to go. And so, you know, everyone's ideas all together trying to, you know, I hate to say it, but there was probably some power struggles of like, well, who, why do you get to say that? Um, And so I think over, over the years, we have gotten to know each other on a whole different level working together and we're in a really good place and we've, we've really figured it out. So, um, we got along, we've always gotten along really well. Were there some bumps in the road? Yes, there was. (laughs) 
Yeah. And speaking of growing pain, so what are some of the other struggles of being a business owner and your business was open prior to COVID? So, you know, how did COVID affect your business and, and how that was being run? Pat, COVID kind of came at a really interesting time because we opened in 2016, you know, 2016, 2017, 2018, we were growing every year and kind of like I've not to use the word evolve so many times, but we were continuing to, to evolve and really hone in on what kind of store we really wanted to be and kind of really understanding our own brand. In the beginning, I think we kind of did things, but we didn't truly looking back now, we didn't understand our brand at the very beginning or exactly what we wanted to do. We kind of tried things out and then pivoted from there. And so we, we were in a really exciting point of our business. I think right prior to COVID we had luckily just redid our website. We had just redone our website and gotten everything online. And that was a place we were kind of had decided we wanted to focus going forward. I think some of that came from connecting with some local influencers that were sharing our name, you know, on Instagram. And so we had more and more people reaching out to us wanting to shop from afar. And so we wanted to be able to give them a place to, to do that. And so we worked really worked on our website. We were launching that in early 2020. So we were so thankful that when the pandemic hit, we were ready. We didn't have to scramble to get everything online. We were already there. And so we could really focus on how to make that really work. And we fared really well through the pandemic. And I think because of Instagram, because of our customers that were in Kansas City that were like, we want to support you. We want to support small businesses right now more than ever. And so we did curbside pickup. We did online ordering. Um, we shipped, Claire and I would go in every other day and ship, ship items out and kind of figured it out there. And so we're really lucky that 2020 was still a growth year for us. And then we're able to capture a lot of new customers that way and continue to grow in 2021 as well. I was going to say, yeah, you guys were recently, you moved into a larger space within Park Place. So what was the decision behind that? And, you know, you're, you're continuing to see this growth. So you went from a smaller retail shop to a much larger store uh, in, in Park Place. So walk me through that, that process. Yeah, that was, it's been a fun and stressful last year of moving. So, I mean, it came from our lease was expiring. So when we first started out, we signed a five-year lease with Park Place, which is pretty short-term in the retail world. So our lease was very short. And I feel like when I told people in the beginning that I just signed a five-year lease, they were kind of like, they kind of gave me a look, like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know exactly. I don't know what I'm doing. So it seemed like a, seemed like a risk, but not too big of a risk. It was like, okay, I can see myself in five years. It didn't feel so far out that if like things just weren't working out, I could go back to teaching or, you know, kind of change trajectories after five years. So um, the short-term lease was, I think a really good decision because I also, the store didn't need a ton of build out. It didn't need a lot of renovations for us to get in there. So we, it was kind of move-in ready. 
And so I wasn't dumping a ton of money into that. Whereas, you know, in five years, you're going to lose all of that if you don't stay. So we had a move in ready five-year lease. And so that expired here right before we moved into our new space. And so we decided at five years, you know, it's kind of like, okay, are we going to continue feeding antlers? Question number one. Question number two, are we going to stay here in this spot? We loved Park Place, so we were not feeling like, oh, we really need to go somewhere else. But we also felt like if we stayed in that space, we'd want to do some renovations. And again, as our brand kind of evolved, we wanted the space to feel more like us and more like our brand. And so we decided to continue to look at Park Place, but also look all over Kansas City, because at the same time we loved Park Place, we also didn't want to feel like we were missing out on another opportunity somewhere else. And so we looked, worked with a real estate agent, we looked all over Kansas City and could not find anything. Because our online shop had grown, we needed a lot of storage space is for our inventory that we were shipping out a shipping area and just kind of more workable space in the back. And that was something we had outgrown at our first location. And so as we were looking, we're like, okay, well, we could do a warehouse for online and then have our storefront. But we really were looking for something that we could do everything at a space that we could ship out of the back, hold all of our inventory for online and in store and have our storefront. That just made the most sense for us. So we had looked all over, weren't finding anything, and we're kind of walking down the street in Park Place, saw that corner space that we are now in, and we're like, we got to look in here. It was an old office space. So it was a little harder to imagine when you first walk in, um, but we looked in, it was a great space, tons of light, and it really just had everything we were looking for. It's just two doors down from where we were. So we started working with Park Place on that lease, and figuring out how we were going to turn it into pink antlers because the first time was moving ready and this was not moving ready at all. And so that was kind of a fun new challenge for us. Speaking of you needing all this uh, room for shipments and growing inventory, your shop consistently sells out of, you know, there's multiple uh, items that you guys I think are kind of known for selling, especially around Christmas time and consistently always sell out. So as a store owner, you know, how, how does that feel? You know, you're like known for some of these items and you can't keep them on a shelf in a good way because people are constantly buying them. It is so that's probably one of the most surprising things about owning a business or especially a retail business. Sometimes you can guess what customers are going to love. And sometimes it is an item that you got six in of just because it was fun, but you weren't really sure if it was actually going to sell, whether because of the price point or, you know, any other reason. Um, so we always start when we're buying inventory, we always start with pretty low quantities, especially in the beginning, we were just buying kind of the minimums that wholesale companies were requiring. And then just kind of learning and getting a feel for what our customers wanted from an aesthetic standpoint, from a price point, you know, testing all those different areas out and then kind of being surprised in a really fun way of what just would sell out. And we'd order more in before when it was a lot easier to order something and it shows up two weeks later. Now you order something and it's six months to eight months before you get it in sometimes. Um, and, but that, that is super fun. And that's kind of a new challenge for us too, of wanting to have enough, 
for everyone, but also wanting to sell out. It's an interesting, I don't want to call it a game in a negative, in a, like a bad way, but it is kind of like a game in the sense of when things sell out, it looks good, right? Because you're like, oh, other people then are like, you know, oh, this, that must be a really cool item. I like, is that something I need? I think I have to have it. And if you always have something in stock, it's so easy to get. They're like, oh, I don't need to buy it now. So, you know, when you sell out, it kind of creates that, like, I have to get this. I have to have it now. But at the same time, wanting to have enough that like, it's the worst feeling when you have something, you sell out of it and you're like, but based on the emails or the DMs that we're getting, I think we could have sold 50 more of those. And that's just like crushing because you feel like that was such a missed opportunity. So it has been really fun to find a few unique items that we are known for people online, people in Kansas city know that they can come to us for that has been, has been really cool. The holidays are definitely a time like no other. We were just ordering some holiday stuff today. And I was like, oh, I don't think we'll sell that many because we didn't sell that many, you know, for spring. And then it's like, but the holidays are so different than spring and summer. And so it is, that's been a big learning, learning experience. We, we always laugh because when we opened in August in 2016, we had not ordered for Christmas or the holidays or the fourth quarter at all. We kind of just ordered like for August for our opening. And when we reached out to people, they're like, yeah, we have a little bit of like winter inventory in, but not a ton. And come to find out we were, you know, 12 months late for ordering for the holidays for that year and quickly learned that in January is when you order for your fourth quarter, but we made it work. We still sold some things during the fourth quarter in 2016, but it's a lot more fun to be able to plan the whole year for some of our seasonal items. You mentioned earlier, some of the shipment delays and how that is causing issues. So how far in advance are you planning out you're buying for the different holidays because you know Fourth of July is coming up, and then Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I mean, some of the big holidays. So, how far in advance are you looking at what you want to purchase, and then trying to figure out exactly what you're going to be carrying in the store? So, we it kind of depends on the holiday or the season. Christmas, we are planning twelve months in advance for that. And getting orders in also depends on the company, though. Um, We were ordering today rifle paper, all their wrapping paper and gift tags and things like that. They just released it today. So we were ordering it today. So we couldn't have ordered it any sooner than that. But some of our other holiday pieces we had, we did order when we went to market in January. So we love market in January. We go to the Atlanta home and gift market. And we fly down there for the whole week and buy for the whole year. So we're kind of buying for spring when we're there and spring's only a few months out and summer and winter. So I've been to, um, I've been to trade shows in the past, though they're for something very, very different. But I imagine if you're buying for the whole year at, you know, at market at this one in Atlanta, it has to be really overwhelming to walk in and see just rows and rows of booths of product and merchandise that you would sell in your store. So how do you decide when you were there, what you feel like matches pink antlers and the vibe of, of your store? 
Yeah, that's a really good question and something that we've learned a lot about over the years. And I think that's one of the reasons we like Atlanta so much is because we've gone to it consistently. So we've learned kind of the way, so it doesn't feel as overwhelming. There are other trade shows out there and we have visited a few of them as well, but kind of where you get comfortable in the kind of lay of the land of one makes it a lot easier to get there and to be able to make a game plan, you know, say we're going to do this building or these floors first to kind of help keep ourselves organized. We also, you know, carry around folders of printouts of what in the past, what our inventory, what we sold out of. We carry around a folder of the inventory that we've had in the past and we can look at when we sold out how fast we sold out, or if we still have some left in stock of, you know, a similar item, we may see the same item again, or it could be kind of a new version and kind of decide where we want to go from there. So I think the more we go, the better we get at it of not feeling so overwhelmed that there is everything there. I think the first year we went, we walked every floor, every inch of every floor. And now we can kind of say, you know, Floor 16 is mainly lighting and we don't carry any lighting. So sometimes we'll buzz through the floor because it's fun to look at, but we know we don't have to, to go there. And then we can also kind of plan out seasons. The showrooms also may carry all of the seasons. And so we love working with our reps and some of the bigger showrooms and they are able to kind of walk us through, okay, let's do spring, then we'll do summer, then we'll do winter. Yeah, sometimes it's pen and paper, just like trying to keep track of of what we bought and what we still need to buy and how much money we've spent. (laughs) Yeah, but market is awesome. We, We love going, we love being able to touch things, feel things, check the quantity or the quality of things. Um, so we've learned a lot going to market and figuring out how we want to buy. And also, like you were saying, what makes it right for pink antlers as our brand has evolved, we've kind of, we better understand what we're looking for, whether it's based on the color or the aesthetic, we want people to look at things and say, that looks like it belongs in pink antlers, or that looks just like pink antlers. We want to be cohesive enough to, for our customers to understand what would be in our store and for us to understand what our customers think would be a good fit for our store. So that's been really fun as we've kind of rebranded again this past year um, and gone through, you know, picking out our colors and picking out some graphics and things that we can then go to market and look for and find, find the right match for. Is there a holiday that is your favorite to shop for at market? I think that it would be Christmas. I think there is so much we buy for then, kind of a wide range of things that we buy for then. And so I think Christmas is is really fun. And it's really fun too, because it's where we see our customers the most come shopping. We have a lot of customers that we really see only at Christmas time. And so that is, that's fun to kind of keep keep them in mind and keep that, like what's going to be the next thing that they will want? You know, like we know all of our customers have the Santa mug. So what do they want? What do they need to put with the Santa mug now? Um, So that's really fun. I love spring also. And so I love looking, looking for spring as well. And then the baby stuff is really fun to shop for. I don't have children, but niece and nephew, and, you know, I feel like someone's always buying a baby gift and 
Um, so that's kind of fun and different as well. Yeah. And do you have any particular item that's your favorite that you've purchased over the years or anything that's really stood out to you of like, this is, this is pink antlers and something you've carried in the store? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like it's too easy to say like the Papa Noel collection because it is so fun to carry because people get so excited about it. I get really excited about curating a whole collection. So thinking about our 4th of July and summer items, when you come into the store and you see it on the shelves all together, I love that because it's from all different companies. It's kind of made up of things from party items to home decor items. It all looks, I think it looks really good together and it looks really cohesive pulling in, you know, the reds and blues and whites of different things and making, making it all pop. So I think my favorite part of buying is searching 18 floors of booths at market and pulling from each one, maybe the littlest thing, but it really makes the collection special. So I I love finding those kind of smaller items that again, out of this whole booth, there's nothing else we want except for this one little item. And I feel like you just have to be able to go and find and pull, you know, a few things from everywhere. And that's what makes your store unique. Otherwise, I think a lot of stores could all start looking the same if we all just bought everything from every store. So being a paper goods, party goods, home decor store, Do you tend to go all out in your own home with decorating for holidays? Are you the kind of person who like the minute you step in Florida ceiling is just decked out for every holiday? No, not at all. I, someone was just in the store today and they were like, oh my gosh, I bet your house is so decorated and my house is decorated, but it goes in spurts. I'll be like, all of a sudden, like, oh, I should buy some stuff from Pink Antlers for my house. And then I do, but then it will be forever. And at the holidays, I think we put out like Christmas in October. So I think we do so much there that then when it comes to my own home, I'm like enough. (laughs) Like I've seen, I don't want to put up any more garland or need to see any of that when I walk into my house. So sometimes I leave my house a little simpler because it's overwhelming every day at work. And Pink Hailers feels like home to me. So when I'm there, I kind of feel like it all is, like that is my space. And so I get to enjoy it there. So sometimes when I come home, I just, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy a little, like, (laughs) not so Florida ceiling seasonal, but I do enjoy decorating and pulling pieces for my house. Yeah, that's so funny. I I would have assumed that your home would be like just totally decked out all, all the way. My mom was really big into decorating our home and we celebrate Hanukkah, but uh, Halloween in my house was Halloween and Hanukkah were kind of the two really, really big holidays. There was like everything had its spot that it went into every year. My mom was always finding new things. And I think that's why I love decorating my home. I'm always like looking for different decorations, especially for those two holidays. So yeah, that's funny. I, it makes sense though. Like, Cause if the store feels like home and you get to decorate it kind of however you want using the merchandise that you have. It's like every year you get to do something different and new and fun. So 
It is fun. I, I think as, as years go on too, I get more excited about it. And I actually just bought my first house about a year ago. So that makes it more fun to decorate. When you are not running the store or looking for new inventory, what does life in Kansas city look like for you? I live in Prairie Village and I just moved here about a year ago. And so I, I love this area. I love kind of the location it is to things out South, things more North. I love trying new restaurants. I have two dogs. And so I try to take them out and about with me and just kind of running around and, and enjoying, enjoying Kansas city. I love Kansas city. I've lived here almost seven years, seven or eight years now. And we grew up in a small town about two hours from here, but Kansas city was always the city that we came to do things. And so work together with family, but when we're not working, we also spend a lot of time as a family. Yeah. What are some of your favorite restaurants in Kansas city? I love Graham and Don down on the plaza. I love Rock Hill Grill. And I have a long list of places to try as well. Sometimes I get stuck in a rut of going to the same places over and over again. I run to cafeteria for lunch a lot and the mix when I'm out south closer to pink antlers. And so I have a list of of trying to be a little more adventurous too and trying new restaurants. Claire, yeah. she's the foodie of the family. And so she's always finding new places and and suggesting new places to go. I'm always looking for new restaurants with my Kansas City Instagram. That's like what I'm I'm always doing, always trying to go to new places, but the list keeps growing. It's like every time I turn around, someone will ask me if I've been to a restaurant or ask for my opinion. I'm like, I've never even heard of this restaurant. And I feel like there's just between yeah, North Kansas City, South suburbs that there's constantly new new restaurants. So my list is is ever growing. Yes, which is great. I love that about about Kansas City. Yeah. What are some other things that you love about about living here? The food is awesome, but I also love the the community feel, the small town feel. And I think that's one of the best far, parts about owning the shop too, is you of is getting to know your customers and they're kind of always telling you of new restaurants to try or places to go and things to do and and kind of just building that that community not only within our our business, but outside of it as well and with other small business owners. Kansas City has a great group of business owners, great group of women, business owners, creatives, small businesses. And so that's been really neat as well through this journey, the last six years with Pink Antlers is getting to know all of them and and learning from them and, you know, being able to bounce ideas off of each other and kind of coming together when things are going crazy in the world and we don't know, you know, no one really knows what to do. It's a really neat group of people in the small business community. Yeah. The more and more uh, entrepreneurs that I talk to for this podcast, that's sort of one thing that consistently comes up no matter what the business is, no matter what kind of business they own. Everyone talks about the sense of community, especially around local business and especially during the pandemic and everything that everyone really came together, customers came together, business owners came together to kind of stand strong and jump the hurdle. No one knew how tall it was and you know when it was going to end, but it's always so nice to hear consistently business owners talk about how supported they felt through their, through their business. Yeah. 
definitely. Uh, if there was one thing you could change about Kansas City, if you had the power, what would that be? The one thing I would change about Kansas City is I would make it all closer together. I would kind of squish it up and not that you want everything on top of each other, but I do feel like as, as a business owner, we hear a lot of times as, oh, that's too far south for me. That's too far. That's not where I shop because that's too hard to get there. And so if I could change anything, it would just be, you know, to condense it all and make it easier to get around. Or maybe it's just people being more adventurous to get out of their kind of comfort zone and, and shop in different areas of town. But I would just love for everything to be a little more accessible as far as the layout goes. It's funny. I work what I would consider out South. I live in Waldo and I work in Leewood, but as uh, Kansas City and the suburbs start developing farther and farther South, it's always really interesting to hear what people consider North and South. I have a lot of friends who live downtown or even in the river market. So coming to me in Waldo is like really going south, whereas I have a lot of coworkers who live on 159th, 167th, and live, you know, farther west as well. And so it's always sort of a funny conversation of, especially when people ask me for restaurant recommendations or local business recommendations, I'll recommend things and people are like, oh my gosh, that's so not where I am in the part of town or I will have people ask for recommendations in Olathe and I just don't have any ties to Olathe. I don't really go out there that often. So I just can't ever really give recommendations to areas I'm never really around. So it is a funny sort of phenomenon to know that everyone has very different boundaries in terms of what they consider North and South. Exactly. Yes. And we didn't grow up here. And so to us, like North, South, like it doesn't really, we used to have to drive two hours to come to Kansas City. So driving 30 minutes across town is nothing. And so it is, it's been interesting and funny to to learn exactly like what you said, what people's boundaries are. Uh, You know, we did a pop-up kind of down by the plaza and we said where Pink Antlers was and they were like, well, I never go, you know, across 75th street. I'm like, it's just funny. And so, um, so yeah, but I, that's probably the same in same in any city. Yeah. So speaking of pop-ups, do you have any coming up soon or do you have anything on the calendar that you would want listeners to know to keep an eye out for? The Park Place Farmer's Market has started and it is every Saturday morning. It's not necessarily directly tied to Pink Antlers, but it is an awesome event. Park Place, we love having our shop in there. It is so beautiful, especially this time of year and the fountains are on, the grass area, it's very family friendly and the farmer's market makes a great reason to, to come out. They have, you know, all your local farmer's market goods from flowers and breads and vegetables, and they usually have food and drink vendors as well. And so that is every Saturday morning, all summer long. And so definitely check that out. And then we open at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So you can plan it to to stop by after you've gotten all your farmer's market goods. Yeah. So with 4th of July coming up, do you still have some inventory that listeners could get? Or are you pretty much, you know, sold out of your summer stuff? How, how is that going right now? 
I was just looking at that today because we did sell a lot of it with our summer launch recently and then with Memorial Day weekend, but we do have a lot of really great things still in for 4th of July. A lot of great red, white, and blue, just festive, patriotic, a lot of lake items that are fun to take for a hostess gift or if you're just going for a, a lake trip this summer. So definitely have a lot of stuff still in online and in store. Perfect. And then I guess the next holiday, a uh, big holiday would be Halloween. Yes. Back to school. We have kind of had fun doing some back to school stuff um, the past few years. And so we'll have back to school and then yes, Halloween and Halloween has been something that's been really fun figuring out what people want to do for Halloween. And I think in the beginning, we weren't really seeing a lot of Halloween items in the market for us to get. And so we kind of didn't do a whole lot, but there's been more and more fun Halloween stuff out later. And so the last couple of years, we've gotten more in and people love Halloween and it is such a fun, I feel like growing up, we didn't do a lot of stuff for Halloween, but Halloween is a fun holiday. So I always get really excited for Halloween and fall. Fall is my favorite time of year. I just always love the leaves changing color and I love sweater weather. I'm kind of basic in in that sense. So I always love to see what you guys carry for that that time of year. Uh, So where can listeners find you on Instagram and your website? You know, where should people be looking to, to check you guys out? Our Instagram handle is pink antlers shop. And then our website is pinkantlers.com. So we are in stories a lot throughout the week and post when we can. And then our website has almost everything that we have in store. And if you're local, you want to order on the website, but don't want to pay shipping, you can use discount code pickup and we can, you can order online. We'll have it all bagged up and ready for you. And you can come pick it up whenever it works for you. So that's, we love that option for our local Kansas city customers. Yeah, that's nice. I was just talking to a business owner recently about that option and how I feel like, especially through COVID that became really popular for locals to kind of save a little money and have the option to want to order online, especially if there are items that tend to go quicker and people know that and don't necessarily have the time to get to the store right at 10, 11 a.m. when the store opens during the week, that that option gives shoppers the ability to shop online and get the item, but pick up when they want and and save a little money. So it's really nice to see that stores are doing that. And I feel like that I've done that option plenty of times with a handful of different businesses, jewelry business, you know, clothing businesses. And as a shopper, I, I really enjoy having that option. Yeah. You can send someone else to pick it up for you too, which is always, always good. I, I like that idea. I'm going to yeah. keep that in, in my back pocket. <laughs> Whenever men come in and they look a little confused, I'm like, do you have a pickup? Like, yes. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being here. I really, I really appreciate it. So everyone go follow Pink Antlers on Instagram and their shop. And as always, you can follow me at Casey by Sari, and we will see you next week. Ooh, hey, hey, Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey, ooh. Kansas City's best. Ooh. 
Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa pa Casey's Confidential.